Hello, I'm Annalisa Mackey, CEO of PAS Program LLC, publishers of the award-winning PAS Social Emotional Learning Curriculum for Preschool to Grade 5, and the author of the Evidence-Informed Emoji SEL Program for 6th through Grade 12, and the co-author of the upcoming book, Social Emotional Classroom, a new way to nurture students and understand the brain. Welcome to this episode of Social Emotional Us, a podcast for educators, parents, and anyone interested in improving the lives of children through social emotional learning. In this episode, I'm joined by my co-author and friend, Melissa Reagan, and we're talking about the process of writing our new book, The Social Emotional Classroom, A New Way to Nurture Students and Understand the Brain. So Melissa, it's great to see you again. We haven't seen each other for a little while. You've been busy doing other things. I've been busy doing other things. So it's awesome to be able to connect. How have you been? I've been great, Annalisa. It's so awesome to see you. How have you been? Busy, busy, busy. But you know what? That's what they say. Idle hands are the devil's playground. So I'm I'm staying on the right side of right. So, and you? Same working kids life and living in the country has required a little bit of a change for us so being able to negotiate those changes have been really yeah because you guys were city slickers for most of their most of your time right so now you're now you're in farm country yeah it was so funny i had a an appointment and i was late because there were cows in the road and i couldn't get them out of the road and when i showed up at the appointment i was like there were cows and, and they were like completely non-plus. They were like, oh yeah, my gosh. Okay, I was like, and the first question is, what is the central idea discussed in the book? And why is that important? Why was it important for us to write that, about that? Well, uh, you're really the expert here, but <laughs> no, no, <that's> true. <laughs> I'll sort of interpret. <laughs> when I remember when you first started reading the Lisa Feldman Barrett book, and you, we were starting to develop the Emoji program. You're like, wait, yes. I, and and I just remember that moment and you explaining, you know, this whole idea about what we think about emotions isn't entirely accurate, mm-hmm. and you know, ge- generalized emotions. And and at first, I was like, oh, okay, you know, we're kind of in the middle of something already. And then as I read the book myself and started to understand the concepts and look at the research, I was like yeah, you know, you're right. Some of the things we thought we knew are not right. correct. And we're doing kids a disservice by continuing to, to perpetuate that. Myth. I, I agree. And I think one of the other pieces that was really important for us to, was to link that current research with the well-known understanding of what social emotional learning is, as defined by Castle with the five capacities. I think that, you know, sometimes it's really hard for people to understand the neuroscience piece, but then also link it to what does that mean for social emotional learning? How do those things fit together? And I think what we wanted to do was really make that clear for uh, school staff, adults, you know, parents, even kids, to be able to understand how does this research impact what I do in the classroom and how I experience the world. And so for us, I think that was really an important connection to try to make. You're absolutely right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because Lisa Feldman Barrett's book talks about these things, but not in the context of education. So being able to take that and 
put it in these nice, you know, Castle Crazies, nice competency buckets for us and being able to put it boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, five points done. It was, it, it, it worked. It wrote itself You're right. almost. And, and it was a, it was a clear way to figure out how the flow of the book would go. Right. I think that that made it really clear for us. And then it was just really a matter of coming up with how, what we wanted to say in each piece and how we wanted to present it. So, you know, I, I think what's important is that it's so the book is so usable from a theoretical perspective and from a practical perspective in the classroom. I love all the resources, all yes. the graphic organizers, all the lesson plans, all the tools that teachers can take and mm -hmm. use. Um, I think those are going to be really, really valuable. Agreed. For teachers. Agreed. Okay. So that brings us to the second question. Did you always want to write a book? I don't know about you, but I always did. I was a big fan of Hemingway mm -hmm. growing up. So, you know, this is a first book for both of us. And I, I felt it was a really positive experience. You know, working with you was amazing. Working with our publisher, uh, Wildy, was just spectacular, I, I felt. And, you know, I've received lots of questions from people, teachers, and about, you know, the process. So I thought it was really it's kind of fun for us to get together and really talk about what it was like to write the book together, because we haven't really had a chance to debrief about that, would you say? I agree. And, you know, I think the process of like working on the book at the time was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be able to do this. We're, we got it. We're going to do it. And now it's like, we can take a breath and look back. I and know, because we had, well, you're very deadline oriented and you had a very um, aggressive schedule and I appreciated that because I needed that deadline. But I think that um, once we got through all of the the first writing, the editing process, you can, you're right. It was just a bit more of a, okay, it's it's in someone else's hands now for a bit. <laughs> You're very diplomatic. Uh, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I had to stick to a schedule for myself because I think when when we first thought about like writing a book, I don't know about you, but it was a little daunting. But when we broke it up into the chunks, it was like, oh yeah, I can write twenty. Oh, pages. I agree. I think it was really helpful the schedule that you put together. I think that if you hadn't done that, I think we'd have been. Well, I know I shouldn't speak for you. I know that I would have been just all over the map and really ha have a hard time starting because. The blank page is really daunting and blank, right? <laughs> right. Just to get a few words on there, just to start the process is, was helpful, I think. I don't know. How did you feel about that? I agree. I think, you know, having, you know, the outline and having the schedule and, and being able, thankfully, I think we worked mm -hmm. really well together because we took different yeah. sections. And so neither one of us were dependent on the other person to do their yeah. part, but then we could go back and look at each other's part and make suggestions or, you know, Hey, we need a little more here. Or what about this? And I, I don't know. I, I thought we were, really I, well I agree a hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. And funnily enough, that's one of the questions. So why don't we just dive in? We kind of answered that question six, actually, we skipped all the way to question six. So the question was, how did you decide who was going to write which content and how did we share the writing tasks? So why don't you take that and sort of outline for people how we actually did it? Because we sort of allude to, alluded to it, but. 
Well, thankfully, you were more of the research person. <laughs> and so you like digging into the research from Lisa Feldman Barrett and getting into the nuts mm-hmm. and bolts. And I think my portion was more like, I really, really enjoyed interviewing teachers and talking to some of the school district personnel that we spoke to and, and being able to hear what they're doing. That for me was really exciting. And then coming up with activities to support the social emotional learning concepts. That was fun. So I really appreciated that you took the research piece so that I could have the fun. Yeah. I I actually think, you know, to be honest, I think that I I would have, I look at it like I got the fun stuff and you, (laughs) (laughs) so I think for us, it was really good because we got to do the stuff that was really interesting to each of us. And, you know, it, it was sort of a natural fit to do that, wouldn't you say? I mean, I was like sort of going, I would like to write about this. And you sort of said, well, I that sounds great because I don't want to do that. I would really like to write about this. And we actually, I don't feel ever really were sort of kind of step on each other's toes about what what we tried, what, what our each of our parts were. Never. In fact, I was, it was really interesting because the other reason I was glad you took the research is you were able to take it and sort of condense it into manageable chunks that were comprehensible. And I think if I were trying to do that, it would be like a bunch of gobbledygook. (laughs) And then (laughs) taking what you had created and done such a nice job massaging into comprehensible input and then pairing that with like a student, I mean, a a teacher or a principal profile or, or an administrator profile, and then taking the activities, like the user now has the whole, they've got the research, they've got an example, and then they've got the, the activities. Like they have it all I, right I there. I 100% agree. And I think that, you know, you did a really great job of taking the interviews that we were both a part of uh, and distilling them down to clear, comprehensive in bits of inform- information from that interview because, you know, oftentimes the interviews that we did were kind of rambly, you know, and and trying to pull out the the salient points. I think you did an awesome job and the examples of activities that you created, I thought were, you know, really dovetailed nicely with actually the research that we were talking about as well. So I totally agree with you. And a lot of those examples and activities came right from the middle school yeah. Mosey program. Yeah. So it's shout out yeah. to Mosey. Which was also a fun thing to put together with you too. So, you know, we've had a lot of opportunity to work together on really fun projects. So that, that's been super nice, you know, even apart from apart from our friendship, right? So that was kind of cool. Okay, question. And I always thought I would write the great American novel based on all my travel experiences. I'm not saying I'm not so going to, but this is, this is a good toe dipped in the water, right? And I, honestly, I don't know, Annalisa, how you, it was almost so easy. I'm like, yeah, I could do another one. <laughs> That's like having a baby, you know? At the, you know, at the time it's like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. But then afterwards you sort of forget how hard it really was. <laughs> I have not forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it was like it was like giving birth to a, a buck, right? It was. You 100%. know, for me, I uh, never really ever wanted to write a book. I that was not a goal that I ever had when I did my first undergraduate degree. I was an English major, and what I really wanted to do was work in publishing, reading other people's work. 
that was for me nirvana. I really, really, really wanted to do that. Weird now that I find myself owning a publishing company, but at the time, you know, I had no desire to write a book. And even when we were approached by Wiley to write the book, I was quite reluctant. And you were the one who said, no, no, we can do this. So I owe it all to you, really, for pushing me to do something that I hadn't thought was in the cards for me. That's so interesting that you wanted to read other people's work rather than write it. And I, I, I didn't realize that, but I, I just always thought, you know, I knew I would write a book someday. I didn't think it would be about social emotional <laughs> learning, but because it was, you know, we made such a great team and the content was mm-hmm. so easy. I, I feel like I could do that. Again. Maybe we'll have to do part two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> What a year. No, not a year. No, no, no. I, there's where I draw the line. <laughs> you can do it. Come in my, on. In my, in my, in my spare adventure. time, right? In my spare time. <laughs> so the next question is, what was it like working with a publisher? And what did it, was it what we expected? I don't know about you, but there was two sides. Mm-hmm. Like what, It was mostly positive. I really liked having the support. I really liked having someone review the work and be able to provide right. feedback and be able to answer questions. And, you know, when you're reading something like 37 mm. times, you can overlook stuff. You certainly. The other part is like the business mm. side of it. Some of that is still a little confusing mm. for me. And that's not that they've, they've gone out of their way to get me involved in the marketing and selling and distribution. That's not on them. That's on me. It's just, it's overwhelming for me to look at the business yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Actually, surprisingly, I thought you were going to talk about the editing aspect of things because that is, you know, what you do, right? That's part of where you really, really excel. And I was thinking maybe you might have thought that it was hard to turn that over to somebody else. It wasn't for me because I, I, you know, you get to a point where you, you can't look at something That's anymore. True. And I could... If I read something 37 times, I read it on the 38th time, and I would still find something that I would want to oh. tweak. So at some point, you just have to like, no mas, like hand it over and trust that the professionals are going to yeah. Yeah. do their job. Put the shine on it, right? Yeah, I agree. I thought working with them was really interesting. I thought the process from an author perspective was really interesting because as a publisher, we know our side of things. But being on the other side of it, it was sort of like having the curtain drawn from the other side, getting to see the audience's sort of perspective rather than what's happening all behind the scenes. So that was a very interesting situation for me. And I thought Wiley was extremely supportive, in my opinion. A hundred percent. And, you know, our, our editor, Sunny, mm. was amazing. The feedback and the, the thoughtful questions and the approach, I, there was no one that... I worked with it Wiley that I was like, oh my gosh, they're no. terrible. Like I was super impressed, very yes. professional, very easy to work with. And, you know, remember when we, we beat our deadline? And I, know, like, I know, but that was your tight timeline that you said. <laughs> we were already early. We're I overachievers. I, I, I don't think they, they had no, they had, they did not know what they were getting into when they, when they, when they hooked up with uh, with us and, and especially your your scheduling skills. 
They're like, we, we've never had anyone turn anything in early. Yeah. I, know to do with <laughs> yes. I know. I know. Okay. So this is, a, I thought, a really fascinating question. Did writing the book make you like the subject more or less? I think as sort of a natural progression, it made me like it more because I really started to engage other people in the conversation right. of SEL. And so as I started talking to teachers who were, you know, general, you know, trying to explain to them this new way of thinking, I was super excited about it. And, you know, like when you first learn something when you're a kid and you want to tell every single person, you know, this random <laughs> fact, like that's yeah. right now. You're not going to believe what I just found out. Well, and that was, I agree with you because that was the way it was for me digging into the research more and trying to get my head around it because some of those concepts are, are, are complex. And, you know, I was, the more I, I looked into it, the more I learned about it and the more I tried to make it easy to understand for somebody else, it really was exciting to grasp it because you know, when you learn something and you start to get it and it's exciting because you've worked so hard to, to, to understand that topic, you know, and then to sh be able to share it in a way that people are able to understand and don't need a PhD, right? So that I thought was exciting to do. And you were contagious, like your excitement about it was contagious because when you first, you know, as I was saying earlier, when you first came up with the when you first read the book, you're like, I got to tell you something. No. Like, I was like, okay. Oh, and then you were just, you know, so effusive and, and you made it really interesting. I was like, oh yeah, that is kind of cool. Yeah. It, I, well, I love that kind of stuff, right? I'm just sort of a closet geek. And when it comes to that kind of thing, like I secretly like to read research articles, you know, in my spare time, so, you know, but don't tell anybody about that. Yeah. Too late, know, everyone know. knows. It's bad. Okay, what was the most challenging and rewarding part of writing the book? So I guess one thing that was challenging was I, I think at the end, when we were at the end of the process, you know, you had you envisioned things looking a certain way or being mm -hmm. presented a certain way, and sometimes that that wasn't artic like a graphic organizer maybe doesn't render exactly the way you think you had envisioned it in right. your mind. So that was like challenging, I guess, if you want to call it. I think the thing that's really, for me, what was the most rewarding wasn't just like being done with it, but first of all, that they even thought that this was something that was exciting and interesting for other <laughs> I know, people. I know, right? Is it cool that you think it's cool, but when somebody else thinks it's cool, it's really exciting. And I just, I, I also, I believe in yeah. what we do, and I believe that we have the power to impact people. And when we can create something that's really approachable for teachers to use, to me, that's like the most rewarding part without sounding like a total. Too, po too Pollyanna. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. I think for me, the challenging part was the idea of it. It seemed daunting to me that, you know, like I remember them saying, well, it has to be uh, you know, over 200, was it 240 pages or something like that? I thought, 240 blank pages in front of me. Oh, that seems like so many pages, so many pages. And, you know, that's why when, when they asked about it, I just said, mm, no, no. 
I don't want to do that. Like I said, I would not have, I would have not have done it if you hadn't have, you know, said, no, we can do this. No, we can do this. I, I think we can. But then, you know, you're such a great planner with that kind of thing. You know, you, you lay it out. So, you know, in a way that makes it uh, doable and manageable. So I think for me, that was the biggest challenge than the way that you laid it out so that it may, I could see it. I could see how it could be done. That made sense to me. And I think the most rewarding part is for me, some of the feedback that I've had from people who have read excerpts of it and have said how much they've learned and how valuable they've thought that the information was. I was talking to one teacher and she said, you know, it was life-changing for her. She wished she had read it years ago and that she thinks everybody should read it, which I thought was very kind of her, very generous. It's very gratifying when somebody feels that something that you've had to say was so meaningful to them. That I, I, I truly appreciate those comments. It makes, um, makes the, the work feel worthwhile. 100%. Right? Um, and finally, the last question we have is, what implications or solutions does the book have for educators? I think we did touch on that a little bit at the beginning, but let's just recap it for them. Well, I think one thing, and actually I was just thinking about this. Remember when we first started working on this book, the COVID pandemic had really yeah, just true. started. I don't think at the time we knew, well, nope. I didn't know. No one knew how long it was going to take or, or what, you know, the situation our kids mm -hmm. were going to be in. And when you look now that, you know, 50% of students have serious suicidal yeah. thoughts. Mental health diagnosis for students are at an all-time high. We're in a real mental health crisis. I think SEL can help. And so I think our book makes that really mm -hmm. accessible and makes it easy for teachers to pick up and use and do without really changing their whole teaching strategy or style. Um, good teachers already do a lot of these I, things I already. agree. I agree. And, you know, considering you know, to piggyback on what you just said about, you know, the mental health crisis right now, there's a lot of teachers leaving the profession because they're stressed out. So social emotional learning helps um, their, their mental well-being as well. So it's not just for students. It's also for, you know, the teachers. If it can make the classroom uh, a happier place to be, I, I, that goes a long way to improving the work, uh, work situation for both the teacher and the student. And, you know, a lot of, there's a, not a lot of mental health professionals that are available now. We have, we have a crisis in terms of how many, you know, psychologists, sociologists are available to people now. So not to say that social emotional learning replaces quality mental health professionals. That is not what I'm saying at all. But what it does do is provide some level of support for people who may not get may not have access at all so 100 percent. we where we live there's a six-month wait to see a, a mental health professional and i don't think that's out of the ordinary agreed. right now so yeah agreed agree. i think hopefully that teachers educators when they read the book they'll see that it's not something extra that they have to do it's something that supports all of the things that they're trying to do you know, with students. And I honestly, honestly believe 
is that our job as educators is to nurture the entire child, not just the intellectual child. We're wanting our students to leave our classrooms and go out into the world and be uh, po- positive uh, role, you know, positive members of our communities. And as educators, we play a huge role in the shaping of our children. And so, you know, it's not just teaching the academics and SEL skills help students learn how to be better academic students as well. Yeah, I would even argue you can't even think about teaching academics until you can get the social emotional learning in check. You can't you can't even be open to learning if you can't self-regulate yes. or you can't collaborate or have communication. A hundred percent. And I think as more people learn about what SEL actually is and how, and what a well-rounded program actually looks like, I think it will become much more clear. And hopefully our book has done taken a small step towards towards that goal. I hope yeah. so. Anyway, Melissa, it was really awesome seeing you again and chatting. We've got we've to make an effort to catch up more often, but this was so fun. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. So nice to see it's you again, Annalisa. It's great to see you too, Melissa. So thank you so much for joining us today and thanks for the conversation. Uh, if our listeners would like to continue the conversation about this topic, please find us on Facebook under Paz Program. Feel free to ask questions on the podcast episode post. We'll answer them and we may feature them in additional future Facebook live videos. Please join us for our next episode or listen to prior episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your streaming. Once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to Social Emotional S. To learn more about the PADS program for preschool to grade five or the Emozi SEL program for middle and high school, please visit our website at padsprogram.com. Mm-hmm.